first thing that we're going to look at is we're going to look at the copier. And if that comes up, if that little message comes up, it's saying it just duplicate, or I'm sorry, it's just upgrading the family. This means it was created in an earlier version of Revit. This was probably created in 2012, if not 2010. Uh, I use this family a lot. It literally is just a, a box, though. What it's showing me is it's giving me a different size for copiers. So I've built in some dimensions that I can change on the fly. So if I click on Family Types, you can see I've got a copier with an office finisher. I've got a copier. I've got a copier with a high volume finisher. Copier with an office tray. What I did to create this family was basically went to a Xerox machine uh, data manual, found some different sizes, and gave it some widths. So the other thing you see here is this dashed line. Now this dashed line represents the clearances that we need for the copier. Uh, and that's all based on the information from the, the Xerox, I believe it's one of the color cube copiers. So one foot of clearance on each side, probably or six inches on each side, and probably six inches out at the front, or seven and a half actually. So that's where you pull out the, the trays. Probably could even use a little bit of extra space at the back for the plugs and other items that could be possibly sticking out of the back. Sometimes there are a lot of the copiers now are, are feeding from the side, so you may not necessarily need them. Now, in this case, because this is the copier with the office finisher, the width was 5 foot 5. I've given it 6 inches on each side, and I've locked these dimensions, meaning that if I change them, it's always going to be 6 inches on each side. Now, if I unlock those, it may push it to three inches on one side, nine on the other. I don't know. So I'm right now working with the copier with the office finisher. If I switch types to copier, you can see these dimensions changed. Four foot seven and the width plus, it's remained at one foot. So you can see here, we've now updated our family type we have five foot seven plus our width so it's four foot seven plus six inches on each side and that's being controlled by these equal equal dimensions so if I did not have these dimensions here and started changing size these may remain at odd dimensions so this is where parameterization comes into play this is a parameter this width plus is dictating how this is located. These lines, or these equal equal dimensions, are dictating where the dashed lines are. And because they're dimensioning from the center, that's why they're remaining equal and equal. If I were to say six inches from this side and six inches from this side, they should work as well. But then this wouldn't necessarily always be the same. So you can start to add some other dimensions to these things. We change it to another type, the high volume finisher. You can see six foot ten. And if you've noticed on the original copier, or just the simple copier, I didn't have any text in the label. And so this little question mark shows up. This is giving me the option to label this. So if I want to change this to say copier. 
say OK. Now it shows up. And I can change that to whatever I want it to be. It could be Xerox, say 9301. Say OK. Great. So now what happens if I say, OK, I want to take copier and I want to create a new family type. And we'll say copier Xerox 9201. So it's kept the same information, and I can just literally just change the number here. Different number, same dimensions, and now I have an additional family. And I can rename this if I want to, if I want to call this Xerox the 9301. Now I can start labeling what these different pieces of equipment are. The other thing is, is that this is a specialty equipment family. So that way it's not showing up on furniture, it's a specialty equipment. So that's what we're going to consider that. So when you're doing your schedules, you can kind of organize how you want it to be. Because obviously this is not furniture, it's not a furniture system, it's not casework. It's going to be a specialty item. So what can we do with these dimensions? There's a lot of different items that we can do. If I add another dimension from here to here, and I'm going to keep that seven and a half inches. So how do we add some parameters? Well, one of the easiest parameters to add is a dimension parameter. So what we're going to do first is I want to keep this front line always at seven and a half inches. And so to do that, we say dimension from here to here and lock that dimension. So that way, any width that changes will be locked and that 7.5 will be maintained. Now for this back line, if I want to keep it at zero, I can literally give it a zero dimension to keep them locked together. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and move this off three inches. And then I'm going to go ahead and give that another aligned dimension and I'll lock that as well. So these are not parameters. These are static dimensions just like these equal equal dimensions here that are maintaining what is occurring. So how do we give it a parameter? Well if we add another dimension we'll go from the front of the copier to the back you can see that it's two foot four and a half. Now, if we wanted to give it a different depth, I could select this and change it to 2 foot 8. But that's still not a parameter. That's literally just made all of the copiers that are part of the different types 2 foot 8 as opposed to 2 foot 4 and a half. So if I undo that, I say, okay, I want to go to my family types and I want to create a new parameter. So I want to say add. So I'm going to say this is the depth. Discipline, we always use common. I'd, I've never used or created families using these because that's just not what I do. <laughs> um, if you're creating different families, obviously structural or HVAC, electrical piping or energy, you could start to look into those. But for the most part, most of our families are going to be using the discipline common. The type of parameter, 
it's not text it's going to be length now obviously we're calling it depth but this is what they're calling the the type of parameter so here you can see a text integer number length area volume angle slope currency mass density a url material or yes or no or even family type so we're going to stick with length and the group parameter under so all of these and I'll show you where these live in the properties bar but we want to keep this under dimensions so there's a difference between a type and an instance as well and we'll go into that in a little bit so if I say okay now if we look here you can see dimensions so that's where that lives that lives underneath the dimension so if I had added any of the others there if I modify that if I change this to other say okay it's going to group it under other change that back to dimensions so right now we're still not done so if I select this dimension you can see it's got a label pull down I could tell it to be the width I could tell it to be the depth so since we know that that's depth we're gonna say depth so now all of a sudden I have a parameter for the depth so what's that do for us? Well, if we once again go back to these families, we say the 9201 is two foot four and a half deep. If we go back to the original copier, we can make this two foot six. Say apply, okay. So now that that's our Xerox 9301. If I change it to the other one, you can see now we're starting to build some variety in our families. So that's one of the easiest things to do is adding dimension parameters. Now you can do what they say is over constrain something. What that means is that you give it so many options that it doesn't know which one to keep and which one to work. So it may come up and tell you there may be an error that pops up and says you've over constrained it then you have to start pulling apart your dimensions to figure out which is going to work and which isn't so you need to keep some of these things simple which is why I really just use this as a box because I don't need to know everything else I just need to know the general shape the general clearances and that's all I really need to know for the copier so now if we load this into our project we're going to load it into our reception desk here it is If I select that object, you can see all of those families came in with it. All those family types came in with it. So I can change those if I want to make it the 9201. You can see the width and the depth changed. Now I can always go into edit type and change these dimensions without actually having to go into the family. The thing to remember is that if you have multiple of these families in your project, it's going to change them for every single prop. Um, every single copier that's the 9201 so every single type or every single copy now that's where if we go back to our family and we say create a new dimension and if we change this to an instance and say okay let's say okay I'm going to reload that back into the project. 
I'm going to make a quick copy of this. And you can already see that the properties have changed a little bit. Depth now shows up here and not in the edit type. An instance parameter means for every single copy in your file so or in your project. So I have two copies right now. One could be 2 foot 8 and one can remain the 2 foot 4 and a half. If I make another copy this one could be 18 inches. So this is where instance parameter is very helpful. It allows you to change it per each object. So if we select the chair, you can see there's not a whole lot that's with the chair. So if we edit the type, once again, that's all there. Now, sometimes you may have different materials or a different fabric for different chairs. So you may have to edit family, go into your family types, say the back upholstery, actually we'll just say the cushion finish, we're going to modify that and we're going to make it an instance. Say OK and OK and we're going to load that back into the project and we're going to load it into the reception desk file and we're going to overwrite the existing. So now if I select this chair you can see the cushion finish can now be changed within this family in the project. So I s you select the little button you say okay I want to change it to we'll make it a glass seat for this one. Now in this view you can't really tell but if we change it to consistent colors or shaded and actually here's a quick way to tell if it's glass or not is in the hidden line view you can see through it so even though it's not showing up in the shaded or consistent views it is there if we change that to realistic and let it render for a second you can see that is a glass a glass seat so that's one thing about the type parameter versus the instance parameter. An instance is for every single object where a type is for the group of objects. So you have to think about what you want to do as far as how you want to be able to control some of those things. So a depth, maybe you do want it to be an instance and so that way you can change items throughout. But for a copier, the same model number is always going to be the same depth, it's always going to be the same length you're going to have a lot of similarities so those could be type instances or type parameters. No, I don't want to save that. And I'm going to close my copier. And I'm not going to save that either. So, once again, that's how you use simple parameters. That's how you create the parameters within the family. It's also how you can work with type parameters or instance parameters. So now that I've shown you a couple different things with families, we're going to take a look at a couple different families from furniture vendors. Steelcase has nearly all of their furniture, uh, furniture panels, and even a lot of their accessories built as Revit families. So you can go to the steelcase.com, go into uh, look for seating 
and find their symbol library or go to resource and I believe it's under design center and you can start downloading all their families uh, they do have DVDs available uh, you may even have one in the school library so let's take a look at one of their families and we're gonna open first we're gonna open the steel case coalesce Bob seating lounge chair so a lot of times for manufacturers you'll see that warning that hey we're gonna upgrade this family because they've created most of these in 2012 they're trying to keep them usable for everybody that has Revit not everybody upgrades every single year so they're they're trying to keep these as maintainable and friendly as possible another source you can go to is Autodesk Seek you can find a lot of families there Hayworth has a lot of their families uploaded there they're typically in idea starters for Hayworth so they may not necessarily be individual pieces on Autodesk Seek but they do have a lot of their pieces modeled as well so we're gonna take a look at the Bob chair here and there's a couple different things with this chair so first if I select this leg you can see that it's just an extrusion so we could edit the extrusion you can make changes to it if you wanted to you have a couple other pieces this is a revolve so it's created the circular piece around an axis you have the headrest here so you can see here they actually used just a regular extrusion with some voids that's what the orange pieces are to create that shape if we zoom in you've got these two pieces that are extrusions that's the headrest piece finally we have the seat so obviously we have the cushion which is just another extrusion but we have the actual chair so there's something different about this you can see I can't edit anything about it I could actually delete layers I can explode it I could do some different things with it so here if you look over in your properties it says and it's an import symbol Bob lounge 221.sat what that means is that Steelcase when they created this piece of the chair used some other software to create an SAT file now if you use Rhino or 3ds Max you can create SAT files from those pieces of software so you can create a nice free-form object and import it as part of a family so to do that I don't have anything saved we would just go to insert import CAD and you'd go find either a DWG DGN SAT or even SketchUp files and you could bring those pieces into your families so that's how you can kinda get some nice shapes and bring them in so once again this is a furniture piece so it's categorizing the piece for us we know it's furniture some of these pieces we could edit if we wanted to this piece however we cannot edit because we don't have that original SAT file and it was imported so it's not like a link like an X reference or a, a Revit link so there's not much we can do with that piece other than change some of the materials or things like that so even the materials you can't really change in the properties you may have to actually just go to and paint that material so if we went to the paint material and let's just make it a stainless steel just to see if this if this works 
and you can see it's not even letting me select the chair so this is one of the problems with bringing in files is sometimes you may not be able to edit some of those pieces so you have to be very careful with how you bring them in uh, the information that's contained within them so that's one family if we close that and we open another one and we're going to open the answer solution panel it's a 66 inch high this is for workstations once again it's upgrading 